You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. The strikingly red-haired Leona May is a singer-songwriter from England. She's just released her first EP, Talking to Myself. And I'm doing fine, fine, talking to myself, I just drive away, the road and never change, so I crashed into a bridge, some say it's the the show hi thanks for having me thank you i've been having your ep on repeat this weekend and it's fantastic thank you so much so how's the reaction been from your friends and family yeah it's been really good thanks because um yeah i've been sitting on these songs for ages because i recorded them about a year ago and then obviously lockdown all that kind of stuff it got so delayed and so i've been listening to them for ages and i'm like oh i wonder what people will think but yeah um, people seem to really like it and I just love hearing which ones people's favorites are. It's like my favorite question. When you've written songs so long ago, like you still love them, but you, I, I'm sure you get kind of sick of them at some point. Oh yeah, because I've written so many more over lockdown. There's, there's a lot of new songs that I'm really loving. So it definitely, there is elements of that for sure. Everyone gets that. But um, no, I'm really glad to have them out though. It's nice to finally have them on Spotify rather than my notes. It comes in cycles, like you love the songs, and then you're sick of them, then people actually hear them, you fall in love with them all over again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Is there one standout that people seem to really be gravitating to? There's two that I've heard. The number one people like is Blue, from what I've heard, um, which is really cool because that was the one on the EP that I produced myself, which I'd never done before. And definitely the most like honest and vulnerable song. And the other one is Feelings. Yeah, I think people just like an upbeat song sometimes. So I like Feelings as well. Hi, I'm Leona May and I'm from Hertfordshire, which is just north outside of London. And who I listened to growing up. Um, okay, 100% Taylor Swift. Everyone that knows me knows I'm obsessed with her. So yeah, I grew up on Taylor Swift basically solely. I love a lot of people now. Maisie Peters, Len Stella. Beatles yeah so much and were you writing young as well yeah pretty young that was that was always my first interest I think from when I was about seven or so and I got my first guitar and I started some guitar lessons I, I picked up writing in terms of in interest wise um quite young so that's always been my number one thing and that eventually led you to the Brit school so for people who don't know what is the Brit school Yeah, so the Brit School is a performing arts college in London. Um, You can go there for sixth form. So instead of staying on at my old school, which is just normal A-levels, physics, maths, all that, I decided to just do full-time music, um, which is kind of scary. But yeah, I'm really glad I did it. It's, It's a lot of fun. So you get to just perform, work with other people, have classes on music, have guest speakers. It's just really fun. Because there's an audition process, right? It's not just, uh, and it's free, which I didn't know, which is really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think because it's free as well. It's great that it's free because then it means there's no barriers in terms of like diversity of people, like anyone can come. So it's not just the um, people that have been given opportunity with money and so forth. The audition process was actually quite long. I mean, 
you sang a cover, you showed your originals, you had to give a presentation about yourself, you had an oral test, they'd play you stuff and they'd be like, what's this chord? Um, and a written paper. So that was quite a lot. I remember I stayed in the hotel the night before because I was like, I don't want to drive up early. So I properly prepared and everything. <laughs> you said you pick out what chords they are. So that was the written part or is it oral? Like you have to hear a chord. Oral part, yeah. I remember I was in the room. Oh man. Yeah, they well they played a chord and then they were like sing the first note and sing the middle note of this chord and I was like, okay. But to be honest, I don't think they focus that much on there. I think they sort of gauge where you're at. But the impression I get, it definitely is more about the the stuff you create. Like they're really interested in original music, to be honest. Very cool. Where did Burn come into the picture? Was that your very first single? <laughs> I always forget about Burn. Yeah, that was my first single. Um, I think I wrote it when I was 14 or 15. And then, oh, I can't remember when I put it out, but I think I was 16, just turned 16. So yeah, that was the first song I put out. I got it done, produced professionally, which I hadn't done before, which was really fun in the studio in London. I hadn't really established a sound yet so it was it was quite electronic sounding in a way i've definitely found a style that i like more now though yeah it's very a lot more pop in terms of the production stuff than what you're releasing now yeah so was it just a lot of trial and error in terms of finding your sound because a lot of people i have on the show they've either found their sound or they're like no i'm just kind of trying things out and seeing what works i'm trying things out still like this um ep i feel is a fairly concise sound i mean there's um it's kind of more upbeat and yeah a lot of the songs more upbeat and i feel like it fits into a sort of genre but even from then and now over lockdown I've written basically Phoebe Bridges style folk songs that are super sad and depressing and now I'm really liking that sound and I feel like that might be more what I'm into so even from this EP what I'm gonna do next will be sort of different but I quite like that because I like the idea of having music that you can listen to in different moods and stuff. Talk about your collaboration with Luke White and how that came about. Oh yeah yeah that was so fun so we actually met online um sounds weird but and then we found out we live in the same county Hertfordshire and we just did a zoom songwriting session in lockdown and that was the first song we wrote um the song that's out now which is called love is simple till it bites back and it took a fair few sessions more than usual because we wanted to make sure we revisited it which was good because that's not something I always do to make sure it was perfect We've written lots since then, though, um, and definitely some stuff we're going to put out. So, yeah, exciting. All the words of our love songs on the floor Stood by, gave it all I That you couldn't, you couldn't see that Did I try to Was that your first time collaborating in that way? Basically one of my first times. I've done it a few times before, but this, when we wrote it, we were like, yeah, this is really cool. And 
obviously usually with songwriting collaborations one person will take the song but with this we we thought it would suit being a duet and we both sang and we found that our voices work well together so we were like this is perfect in terms of the the actual songwriting process was it just helpful to have a second ear there to help along yeah definitely it was really easy as well sometimes Songwriting can be a bit disjointed and and you're too um, worried about fending the other person, but it wasn't like that at all. And yeah, it was good because one of us would have a lyric and the other one would be like, mm, no, we can do better. <laughs> we can do better. Yeah, so yeah. It was good. And so that leads us to your EP, Talking to Myself. Mm-hmm. What made you think uh, this is the time to do an EP? After, what was the last release? I think it was a year prior I'd released something and then then for a year I'd been collecting and writing songs and I had quite a few and so I picked my favorite ones and I was like oh I, I think I should put them in a collection because I have quite a few now and I think it'd be cool to put the ones in a similar style and just put them all in a, a project so I sort of recorded each one individually with different people it took quite a while and I was like yeah I haven't put out an EP yet and I feel like it's the time and so talks too much was the lead single what made you say this is the first one people need to hear feedback from other people I think uh, well firstly mainly my parents they were like oh yeah we we think this one is cool because it's like upbeat um, people love an upbeat song <laughs> I've really come to find and the writing of that one came so easily and songs that come easier I find are my better ones so yeah it was my favourite song so yeah favourite song upbeat and people reacted well to it so that's why I chose it to be the lead single guitar style and stuff maybe this is a coincidence but there's some like latin influence is that yeah, intentional? No. <laughs> there is isn't there i literally don't know where that came from because i don't listen to that type of music at all but i think it's the chord pattern because I, I have this e7 that i use often in that song and a couple of others on the ep i i get attached to chord sequences and then i write a lot of song in that style so i think that's it but because i wanted to make it upbeat i sort of did this slapping strumming pattern which added to the spanish type feel. But yeah, people have said that. Especially in the bridge, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, definitely. It is a really fun song, and um, sometimes the emotional songs, they just kind of, they're easy to pour out. So sometimes the, the fun ones can be more difficult. And is that what you find as well? 100%. Upbeat um, songs are so much harder to write. That's why, yeah, I can never write happy, upbeat songs. So they're always about a different subject matter. If I write happy songs that aren't cheesy, I find it's easier to write them basically. And when you add chords that have a bit of an edge to them, it also makes them less cheesy. So it's easier to write it and not hate it and cringe at yourself. So yeah, top tip I would say is writing them with like minor chords and seventh chords. The next track is Feelings, which is one of the fan favorites. I wrote that just um, off the chords. It's, um, I think I was learning You've Got a Friend in Me or something by Randy Newman for a set. And I was like, I kind of like this vibe. 
um, and I sort of used similar chords and I wanted to write a fun song basically and I wrote that verse first um, and I really liked the lyrics because they um, sort of flow over the lines into each other and then I struggled for a year to write a chorus literally I wrote so many different choruses and I was like ah, don't really like any and then yeah literally a year later I wrote the chorus to that so it, it was probably the song that took the longest to write um, but yeah I think it's just like a fun song and I like the idea of you know I don't want to be your friend I want to be so much more as a tagline I don't want to talk about your feelings do you see this I'm a dream in movies where he says you're not dreaming I believe it all I want to grow up like our parents dress And I like the the walking bass line. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my dad fought to get that in, actually, because we just had the guitar. And then he was like, no, at a walking bass line. (laughs) Nice, nice. He's musical as well. When I was growing up, he played guitar, but not really. He Well, when he grew up, he played electric guitar and the saxophone, but um, not anymore, unfortunately. I I should get him to get that up again, because it was quite nice hearing like the Beatles flowing down the stairs from his bedroom. <laughs> but yeah, not so much. And then you go into If This Is Love, which might be my favorite. It's either that oh, or blue. God. I keep going back and forth. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I, I I love the chorus in blue, but If This Is Love is just really, really lovely. Oh, thank you. I was never even considering that for the EP. And then I played... Um, Katie who produced that song maybe seven songs of mine and she was like that's my favorite definitely do that and I was like really I was I was about to tell you don't do that like I was like no but she was like oh no it's really cool and then I was like oh maybe maybe it is quite a nice song so when we added all the harmonies that's when I was like oh yeah because I love harmonies so at the end of the song there's just a wall of sound there's so many layers as well that you can't particularly hear but probably with headphones you can you can sense the atmosphere of there's just a lot of flares which I really like. No, I don't know if this is Are they something you're thinking about from the outset or are they kind of, uh, you know, not to put down an afterthought, but like something you add towards the end? Oh, yeah, definitely something at the end. Like we record the whole song in terms of guitar, piano and vocal. And then all the harmonies and ad libs we think about the end, which is quite weird sometimes because sometimes the harmonies are like become a massive part of the song. Like in that song, there's a whole section just dedicated to some ooze, which was never part of the plan. So we basically rewrote the song at the end when we decided to add all of those harmonies. Does all of that come from some of your musical training at at Brit or is it just more intuition at this point? I think intuition. I don't, I'm not very um, theory based, so I don't think of anything 
um, in terms of, oh, let's do the root, the third and the fifth. I just sing what I think will sound good. Um, I listen to a lot of country music, so they have lots of like thirds naturally in that anyway. So I always do a third up. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think of it methodically. So. And then Blue, the other fan favorite. Oh, yeah. I mean, one night I was just feeling a bit down. You know, sometimes when you're just like, oh, this is just an off day. So I was like, whenever I'm feeling like that, I always feel in the mood to write songs. So I just wrote that song about that feeling. And then I was like, this is quite a chill song. It won't need much production. I'm going to give it a go myself. And then it actually came quite easily in terms of my ideas for it. I added like just strings, piano, lots of harmonies and... Yeah, I really like producing that one. So I'll lie there, half the world away Movies on replay In my mind wishing I was someone else today I'll lie there, wondering what to do Knowing in the morning I can shake this feeling through But for now, it's okay to be blue going back and just thinking oh no this sounds a bit off especially with the vocal harmonies like I'd sort of book a session in my day to just go into my wardrobe because my mic's in my wardrobe and spend two or three hours recording on the vocals and then go downstairs and listen to them back and make a comp and then I was like oh no I need to go back and then the next day I'd go back so I definitely revisited the wardrobe more times than I thought I would Um, but yeah more time consuming than I thought in terms of vocals but the other stuff came alright I think so then talking to myself the the title track is how you close you, you kind of have like a, an upbeat sandwich with your EP so you, <laughs> yeah that was the plan front and end yeah okay so, so it was built in that in that way well yeah I wanted to end it um, with an upbeat starting and ending track but that song I've been doing for a while live and I always loop the hook in so um you know, the da, 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 da. I play a bass on my guitar and then I, I loop it in with my vocals. So I've been doing that live for ages. Um, so I kind of wanted to end the EP on that one because it just ends with da, 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 da. And I quite liked just how that sounded at the very end. Similar to that, with Talks Too Much starting the EP, Talks Too Much starts in the song. There's no real intro or anything. You're just kind of right into it. So you kind of end the same way. That's cool. Yeah. Was there a song that took the longest to put together from like uh, conception to reality? They all took time in different ways. Actually, probably talking to myself at the end um, because there's a lot of layers that you don't particularly see, but for example, recording the guitar, I did it all just through a mic and stuff. And when you're recording acoustic guitar, it's really easy to just catch a note here and there. And all that took quite a lot of retries. I don't think you particularly hear it, but like each guitar part has like four or sometimes even eight layers. So it just pans around your ears. So timing each take exactly with the strums took ages. From your like your first singles to now, what would you say you've learned generally as a songwriter? Your growth in terms of being able to put songs together, what has that been like? I've definitely learned a lot in the past few years. I've been taking some songwriting courses here and there, and the biggest thing I've come away with is contrast is key. So like if the verse is low, the chorus has got to be high. If the verse is really wordy, the chorus has got to be sparse. So for example, in If This Is Love, the verse is 
a bit more wordy. So then in the chorus, it's just a few lines, to be honest. Um, it wasn't always like that, but then I had to remind myself, I was like, no, the verse is a bit crammed, the chorus can't be. So definitely that. I tried to make it as varied as possible to keep interest. That is actually a great tip. And and, and I have noticed that from like other artists and sometimes uh, like a major pop song, it'll be, you know, really, really fast verses and the, the chorus is just like three words or something. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's what you gotta do. Do you have a go-to process in terms of songwriting? Like, do you start with the chords? Like you said you liked the chords of like Randy Newman and stuff. I Yeah, I always start with the chords. Um, I'm not one to write lyrics and then find a melody because otherwise I, f I can't really find one that works. I usually hum a melody and then lyrics will naturally fall like within the placement of the melody. But yeah, always get sort of a vibe or energy going on the guitar or piano first, definitely. I'd really like to play a lot more shows and build myself up as a live act. Um, now that COVID's over, I'm starting to do that more and more. But um, And sort of background music gigs, but I definitely like to do more as an artist. Songwriting is such a massive thing that I'd love to do, so I really would like to write for other people more because um, that's something I want to do forever. And like, as a songwriter, you can sort of, there's no limit on that. Whereas as a pop star, of course, the, there's a lot of focus on image and, you know, staying young and all this. And so being a songwriter, you can do forever, which is cool. So I definitely, I love writing for other people. So I want to do more of that. I was going to ask you about that, actually. And, and um, there's no shortage of potential songwriters in, uh, in your school, too. So that's one of the cool things about having everybody in one place. Yeah, it's great. What would you say is like a career highlight of yours so far? It was so long ago, so it's depressing because um, oh, I want to do it again. But when I was 14, I won a songwriting competition in my county and I got to perform my song at the Royal Albert Hall, which was pretty cool with a full band. So I'd, I'd never played with anyone before and I had drummer, electric guitarist, bassist, a pianist, a backing singer, and I got to perform to like thousands of people. It was so cool. Who would be like a dream collaborator of yours? Would it be just the uh, the usual suspects, the Taylors? I would say Taylor's, well, Taylor Swift's the obvious answer and she is, but okay, actually, there's this singer called Charlie Adams who, oh, I'm obsessed with. I've been loving her voice and her music for quite a few years. Um, and she's like an up and coming artist. She's quite established though. And I would love to work with her, like to sing a song with her would be great. because. I've definitely taken a lot of inspiration from her vocal style. So yeah, it'd be great to sing with her. She might be one of the answers here, but who's like someone you're following that hasn't really caught on yet that you're really excited about? Charlie Adams, definitely. Lindsay Lomas from Nashville. Um, she's my age though, so it's very depressing because she's doing really well, <laughs> but she's amazing. Ella Jane, I found her through TikTok. I'm sure quite a lot of people know who she is, but she just put out a song called Cooling Card, which is, so you should definitely check it out. It's an amazing song. She's really cool. Do you have any uh, upcoming gigs you want to plug? I've got one. If you're, you'd have to be in Hertfordshire, but I'm playing this um, festival at Tring um, on the 4th of December. If you're in Hertfordshire, that's going to be really fun. It's going to be a Christmas festival, which I love playing Christmas shows. So that would be good. I'm always busking in St. Albans um, every weekend. But yeah, that festival is the main one. It's going to be fun. It's like a fairly big stage, which is always fun because um, usually I'm in pubs, so it's going to be good. 
Who have you seen live? Like which concerts? Oh well, I always got um, a concert ticket for my birthday, so I've been um, to a few, and oh, they're so much fun. Taylor Swift, obviously my favorite. I saw her. My first ever concert was her Red One, and most recently I saw her Reputation tour. And I feel like either, I was right up in the gods. I was so far away, but that was insane. That show, everything about it, the performance, the props, the costumes. Are so good, but um, most recently I went to Reading Festival, which is a big festival in England. Yeah, you probably know about it. Um, and Maisie Peters, who is one of my favorite artists of all time, she did a surprise set there. So I was only a few meters away from her, and I knew every single word. So to be honest, that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, she probably has one of my favorite albums of the year for sure. <gasps> you signed up for this, isn't it? So good. Yeah. What's your favorite song of it? Interestingly, I love the album, but nothing topped John Hughes' movie for me. It's just a perfect song, start to finish. <laughs> yeah. John Hughes' movie always slaps. Whenever it comes on, it's, it's always good. Yeah. I, I like what she does in the middle, because a lot of albums, even I was listening to like the, the new Billy album, where there's just a lot of songs, and there's sometimes there's like an, a lull in the middle, where there's like a few okay ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Maisie, she has, it, what is it? It's Hollow, Boy, and Villain. Three bangers off the bat. You know? Oh, yeah. It's perfect. So good. That's what I think with her album. I think every song is literally so strong. Like, I think they're all equally strong, in my opinion, anyway. So that's what I love. Because not often I open an album and I think every song is amazing, but I liked every single one. So you said you've written a whole bunch of songs in the, in the year since you've written this EP. So do you have a plan for those? Is a, a single rollout, another EP? Yeah, um, so they're, yeah, they're definitely more folky style. I'm really liking them. So haven't got anything produced yet. Um, I got to pick which ones I want to use from my collection. But definitely I would love to do a sort of folk EP, but roll out a lot of singles first because I feel like that's um, a great way to build traction on a project. Just it's all about the singles now. <laughs> I feel like so I think a lot of singles will be coming and not an EP for a while and it's um, definitely in more of a, a new sound so I'm kind of thinking of a, a new era <laughs> links to Leona's music and everything else can be found in the show notes Indieco is a product of High Five Music a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life if you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show, at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. Dun, 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 dun.